La Fiera de Vallecas. Yeah. The Beast of the Vallecas. <laughs> That's fierce, man. Welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. I'm Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Brian Chesko with delicious banana bread. Yeah, man. man. This has been an unpredictable morning this morning. It's been, it's been, you know what made it a lot better? What? Banana bread. It's true. From your wife, your sweet wife made us some banana blueberry bread. Yeah, shout out Leah. With 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 like a, a, a buttery cinnamony spread to go on, it's mm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. We have consumed much in just a short period of time. Uh, what everyone already knows is that we drink coffee while we do this because it is a very early hour, and they can yep. hear us with the coffee yeah. and the, pouring know, it in the background. We, we know that you hear that. Just just please, you know, take Un- that annoying as a, slurps. Yeah, but that's that's the price <laughs> of recording a podcast. <laughs> It's the price of recording a podcast at 6 a.m. Um, you know, it, it'd be it'd be nice if we could do this a little bit later in the day, but we can't sure. yet. So we're we're a fledgling podcast, sure, struggling for yeah, uh, sure. prominence in a world of podcasts. Got to start. Hey, listen, you got to start from the ground up. That's I right. don't feel and like I, I don't feel like we have to justify ourselves at all. Just slip no. away. No, you're right. Let's start it. We're we're doing what we're doing when we're doing it, and we're eating because and drinking what we're eating we and drinking while it. we're doing it. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Maybe I agree with that. All right, I like that. I like that uh, confidence that we have in ourselves. Oh, listen, you got to believe in yourself, Scott. Belief. We yeah, both, we all true. know that one of the core values of the Premier League teams. Is belief. If you don't have belief, Brian. Other podcasts might be the king of not eating banana bread and drinking coffee in the morning, but but that we are gods <laughs> of doing that. Brian, why would you say something like that? That seems so brazen and, and brash. I'm only emulating my my favorite person oh, in the gotcha. whole world. It's got to be Zlatan, right? Yeah, of yes, he said he's not right. prince. He's not king of Manchester. He is god of yeah. Manchester. Yeah, he hasn't even scored a goal yet. No, he uh, hasn't. In fact, I think he's been hanging out in L.A. But uh, I'm sure when he doing scissor kicks on the beach, good for him. But I'm sure when he gets back to Manchester, he will, he will be received as the greatest thing to ever hit Manchester. Yeah. Maybe. When he scores 11 goals this season in, like, 18 league appearances. Only if he breaks both of his legs. Might happen. Not, Maybe. not wishing that on him, but it might happen. It's, it's a rough I will laugh league. the first time Catermole <laughs> takes him out. Like. Catter, Catermole's into him? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we uh, speaking of building things from the ground up, we've been doing that with our website, just getting things yeah, up Yeah, it's running. been building every, every day a little bit. We've been talking about that. Uh, we talked about it last week, about its uh, launch, uh, starting to get some content out there. Uh, one thing that uh, we noticed during the summer, uh, especially when the Copa America began, was we saw a lot of empty stadiums, and a lot of people were just saying, like, I'm, I'm interested, I know this is going on, but I don't know what it means. Yeah. I don't know why I should watch it or why it, what it... Watch the, the Copa into the landscape of soccer, yeah, and and even the Euros to some extent for for more American fans as as we are who are new newer to the game. 
So we're starting this series, among other things that we're going to be doing on our website. One of the things that we're going to be starting is a casual sports fans guide to soccer, which is going to post things as matches are happening throughout the year to explain to casual sports fans why those matches mean something. Uh, so as we get into the Champions League, we'll explain what that is on the website. Yeah. There'll be additional content that you're not going to get here. Yeah, that'll uh, be so good. So we're excited about it, and it's just getting up and running. Well, we kind of had a first edition this past week, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Which, the uh, primer of the Premier League. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. So we've got a, a, a good show for you. It's going to be a short show. Not a lot going on as uh, we've kind of hit that summer lull post-international tournaments and uh, pre like major build-up to signing season. Some teams need to get on their, off their butts, Scott. Mm-hmm. Everyone's focused on a little preseason training and starting friendlies. Saido Barahino's not going to sign himself. Seriously. <laughs> Although if he could, if he, he probably could, would he at this point. <laughs> he's still stuck, man. When, if you, you yeah, just gotta feel. he's stuck in the doorway at the at a IHOP in London. <laughs> they have that there. I'm is sure. West Brom in London? No, yeah, he's just, just no, he's no. I don't care where it is. Yeah, he's sure, just doing He's stuck, he's, he's stuck. Bottom line is he's a, stuck. Yeah, I'm just saying he was just talking about it's how people said he's a little bit he, of a hopeless feeling, right? Because he was overweight, club, that was all I'm trying to Your say. club won't sell you. Entirely right. hopeless. But at the same time he's the one who signed the contract. He's under contract for another year. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Saeed Barahino went into this being excited to sign like a Premier League contract. It's sort of like when you meet, like let's say you meet a female out in a local establishment, but you had a lot of beverages, and then you realize the next day when you look at your phone and you took pictures with the said female, mm-hmm. like when you're hanging out at the bar and you have her phone number, yeah. but you haven't called her yet, and then you realize, man, maybe I don't want to call her. I think he got, I think I think he got like wrapped up in the playing in the Premier League and didn't realize what West Brom was. Hmm. That's a great. Great story <laughs> and, and a great lead-in to uh, how we'll end our show. Okay, West, West Brom, Brom is the is the beer goggles lady, <laughs> of uh, so, or man. or man if you're a lady oh, listening a lady, or sure. however you want to yeah. look at this. Yeah. They, they're the beer goggles I, team I of the Premier League. Like that. Huh? That's actually sure. That, that's that's there's something to that. I'm just saying. Great teaser for our club history segment. Oh, uh, West on. Brom later. Yeah, It'll sure. Be West Brom, which I'll be in. And believe it or not, that was not planned. It was not. <laughs> so it's totally spontaneous. That's awesome. We have an agenda. We haven't even gotten a sure. number one yet. Well, let's, let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. Premier League signings this week. A little bit light, but there are a couple of names that are going to be worth discussing. And sure. I'd like to start with the biggest name even if he's not the biggest fantasy name. Right. And that is one N'Golo Conte, leaving Leicester City, signed by Chelsea. Congrats, Chelsea. Congrats, Chelsea. Good N'Golo move. Conte, five foot six and a half, 25 years old, defensive midfielder, French international, first time. Comes from Leicester City, where he scored one goal in 37 appearances. But we all know scoring goals is not his value. Mm-mm. No. He is the toughest five foot six and a half guy around. Mm-hmm. He is uh, tireless. He's tireless, man. He's a machine. He intercepts passes. He is. He's. He was brilliant for Leicester. Arguably their player of the year. He also led the league in tackles, and uh, and so that's something that as fantasy 
soccer players get ready for a new season, you know, depending on what league you're in and what there are some are deeper assigned. leagues mm-hmm. there are some deeper leagues that really dive into stats and we we don't dive into it on this level yeah. where where you get points for tackles where you get points for many other vaguer statistics as opposed to just mm-hmm. easy assists and goals right so if if your league is just doing goals and assists and clean sheets and cards kind of the basics uh, N'Golo Conte is not your guy, even though you've heard a lot about him during the summer. But one thing that even in those leagues he does is he makes other players on that Chelsea squad a better fantasy play. Last or two weeks ago, I think we discussed Chelsea and how I think I said you know that early July version of Chelsea is is the, a candidate to play a lot of three two matches. They look good up front, especially after the signing of Mishi. Batshuayi. Did yeah. you get that right, Brian? Oh, man, yeah. Yes. You nailed it. Yes. Um, yeah. With Costa also up front, who's probably still going to be there, although there are still some lingering rumors yeah. out there. Uh, they're going to score goals, but they're also going to give up a lot of goals, unless they do more at the back. Conte is a start to that potential defensive renovation. And so his presence alone still doesn't make me want to play any current Chelsea defenders on that roster, but it does make them a little bit better because of his presence. I think, I've been thinking about this, Chelsea recently. I despise Chelsea as a club. Absolutely. A little bit less because Mourinho's not there. Because (laughs) I just hate Mourinho. (laughs) I respect him, but I hate him. Um, I think we got that last week. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And if you missed last week, please listen. It was a good conversation. So... The year before last, okay. when Chelsea won the title, yes, Chelsea's defenders were really good, yeah, value wise. That's right, uh, and they're scoring. Uh, last year, everything fell apart. Yes, it looks like they're going to roll the same defense out there as Pelaqueta Ivanovic, who I think is too old, uh, but who knows? Maybe they bring someone else to come in there, and then Terry and Cahill. It looks like they're going to they're going to roll that out there. With Conte in front and Cartois is still back there, I think, and Chelsea's not going to have the turmoil in the locker room that they had last year. I think Chelsea probably will have will be good defensively. In fact, I think a lot of Chelsea players are going to have fantasy relevance. Ingolo Conte brings value. I think what we're going to find out is in the ways that he brought value to Jamie Vardy and Mares by getting the ball and then giving it to them on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. That same thing is going to happen on some level with Hazard and William on the wings. New and I, four-year contract, William. Yeah. Signed yeah. through 2020, William. Yep. Yep. I think that it's going to. I think it's going to make uh, William and Hazard more valuable. Yeah. And I think it's going to make the Chelsea defenders more valuable. I really do. I still, you know, you named those names, and obviously it's going to be some time. But Kurt Zuma, I would also add to that. That's list right. Eventually, eventually, he's still coming back from injury. Uh, and, you know, there's something about him. Maybe it's just the. The, the, his youth and the newness of him still that, that makes him a little bit more attractive to me as a possible play. Oh, I would play Zuma at, over Ivanovic, even at left Oh, back. for sure. That's right. If that, he's healthy. All day long. Uh, but I still cringe a little bit at those other names. Um, but you're absolutely right. He is the pivot point. And so you're right. You, know, you go one level deeper in defense. You go one level forward in the midfield. He's going to provide... He just boosted those players' 
values. Fabregas hasn't gone anywhere yet. There's some rumblings that Matic too that might be moving. Mm-hmm. But Monich, Monich was never for fantasy purposes. Well, exactly my point. He'll probably play. be moving. But to I think Italy, I yeah. think Conte might bring uh, some more value mm-hmm. to Fabregas because it's going to free him up to sure. to do some things. So yeah, I, I don't know. Chelsea doesn't have any European football, so all they're just going to be focusing on is domestic games. So like we've talked about before, Liverpool and Chelsea. Going to have, I think, a lot of valuable fantasy plays this year. That's right. Absolutely. So, Angola Conte, one to watch, not necessarily because of his personal contributions, unless your league uh, goes deep into the stats, something to check out, but mostly because of what he's going to do for the players around him. A couple other guys that uh, are going to be interesting signings. Let's talk about Bournemouth's signing next. Jordan Ibe. Bournemouth? Going to Bournemouth, signed from Liverpool this past week. Jordan Ibe. Intrigued? Five foot nine and a half, 20 year old winger, English. Last year for Liverpool, he had 41 goals and 41, 41 goals. That'd be a record, Brian. That he had is <laughs> the most unbelievable year anyone has ever, ever had. Four goals in 41 appearances. As he played for Liverpool. Did you unintentionally just create some sort of segment for us, like the Colback Fact? Jordan and I... Maybe that just developed. Might be the most efficient season anyone has ever had. 41 goals. One goal per match in three additional matches than anyone else. Get your heart out. Sure. Yep. Not even the God of Manchester can do that. Jordan and I, I think, is a good player. I think I... It seems like he's a good player. Um, is he an all-star? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. if you want to, if you're on a big club and you're behind some really, really good players, yeah, and you want to get noticed, this is what you have to do. Sure. And I don't blame him for wanting. To, I, don't, I don't know if he talked to him or if maybe Klopp came to him and said, "Listen, Jordan, this is my place for you." And he's like, "Thanks, coach. Can I look for other places to go play?" And maybe there was a nice, amiable split. There. I hope so. He came up, you know, he's been with the organization for yeah. some time. Uh, and it, I think even if there was no conversation like that, it's pretty clear, it was clear last year that Klopp wasn't playing him. Uh, he, he was, I was nowhere near uh, the pitch for most of the matches that Klopp uh, ran the club last year. So I think, I think I saw the writing on the wall and then realized, you know, things aren't really going to change Moving forward, I'm going to go somewhere else. This is a classic case, as you were just describing, Dave, of someone being a little bit further down the, the depth chart, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now he's going to a club where he's going to have more potential for playing time. He has talent. You have to expect that as long as Eddie Howe is still managing that club, they're going to be an attacking side. Yep. There's no reason to think that that's going to change. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch on uh, what is going to be a fun club to watch. And I think, you know, I, I was joking with you before we started recording that Ive has one move. His one move is to, to run straight ahead towards the goal with the ball at his feet and to see how far he can go. Sure. And sometimes it's tackled, most of the time it's tackled away from him. Sometimes he gets around everybody and can put a shot near the goal. Uh, it, it works, and, and I think that... You know, even though it's usually not successful, it will be successful enough that we're going to talk about him after uh, after mm. uh, matches. We're going to talk about him on this maybe, podcast. Maybe, maybe he's just one guy who needs a chance. I think so. Klopp said that there was a, yeah. just talking about out of out of favor players. 
on the squad and being no no point in keeping them. Right. Hmm. And just said, I, he said, I know I don't know exactly what on both uh, I don't know exactly what, but on both sides, it makes no sense to stay in the squad and be in the squad when you don't have a real opportunity to play. And just said, we have people that we're looking at. There's there's probably more moves coming, but I mean, it seems like he has a. I mean. Do, do do managers usually say that? I mean, it's, it just, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like that's the sensible thing, you know, the yeah. uh, the obvious thing. But yeah. I mean, man, managers who are good uh, man managers, you know, they're good with the personnel, good good with players. They'll do that. They'll let them know, uh, give them an uh, honest assessment of where they fit. One of those guys is coming up too. The potential uh, Middlesbrough signing. Negredo. Yes. Yes. He yes. said that same thing. Are, are we are we talking about him? We we will next. Actually, this is a good segue. No, that's good because he he talked specifically about how much he respected Manuel Pellegrini for mm. doing that for him at at, at Madrid at, at City or, uh, at City. Was right. it at City? At City. Mm-hmm. Was it City? When he had when he said that we have too many players, like the opportunities just I can't guarantee you playing time. And yeah. he said that he always respected Pellegrini for being upfront and honest with him about that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I think Ibe's going to be legitimate uh, possibility. Uh, you know, starting out, I might. You know, he's another one of those maybe wait and see guys or you know bench guys. Uh, but I do think he's going to get more playing time with Bournemouth, and I think that he'll he'll be able to produce more results. Yeah. Leading from what Brian just mentioned, there's a rumor that Middlesbrough. It seems like it's going to be pretty pretty. It's a pretty solid possibility at this point. Middlesbrough, bro, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Season-long loan for Alvaro Negredo coming yeah. back to the Premier League. Alvaro Negredo, six foot one, thirty-year-old striker, Spanish descent, coming from Valencia. Last year he had five goals and twenty-five appearances. Struggled to score with City when he was last in the Premier League. So before he went to City, he went mm-hmm. to City in 2014. Before he went to City, 2009 to 2013, he had 70 goals in 139 appearances with Sevilla. That must be where he got his nickname. La Fiera de Vallecas. Yeah. The Beast of the Vallecas. <laughs> <laughs> That's fierce, man. That is fierce. If only people could have seen your eyes as you were saying that. I only wish I could get a nickname like that. <laughs> but th- that those are ridiculous numbers. That, that's a goal every every other game. I mean, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, that's why City signed him. Yeah, right, right. Right? But then he's playing behind Aguero. It did And he translate. got some chances. But yep. listen, I think some guys in my, are, 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 like, they need to play every day. Yeah, yeah. Just for playing sure. every now and then, you know, That's every right. every fourth match when Aguero has a knock or every cut, like certain guys need to play. That's certain right. guys play well in that. Mm-hmm. Other guys don't. Maybe maybe Negredo. Now, I mean, he had 25 appearances last year, only five goals. Yeah. But there is a score in there. Like he's done it. He's done it before. Now yeah. he's getting a little older. Yeah. But for Middlesbrough. How'd you like that, Scott? Was, was that good? good? Yeah. Uh, for middles, bruh. <laughs> no, nope. uh, too beachy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brah. Uh, I think this is a good signing for them. And remember, they gotta know who they are. Obviously, they're not getting any massive players coming in. They they probably they might have some younger guys that they could throw in there. This is a veteran that you can kind of bring in and kind of 
hey, listen, what's their one goal? To stay yeah. up. Yeah. If they can get ten goals out of him, that's mm. going to help them maybe stay up. Was Middlesbrough trying to get Robin Van Persie? They yes, were. Is that rumor. also them? Yes, that is a rumor. Yeah. I mean, I, we did their club history. He is history. still floating around out there. We did Van their club Persie. history segment about six weeks ago, and the first thing I said was they've got to sign more guys. They are struggling. And they're trying. They're really going out there and they're trying. Uh, they're doing a lot more than Burnley is, even Hall is at this point. Right now, Hall seems to be putting all their baskets in, or all their eggs into the basket of that guy. Yeah. That guy being Hal Robson King. Don't want to rely on that guy. Nope. In Spanish, my nickname, I think, would end up being something like the the weak squirrel who sits behind the the desk. <laughs> what, what? Why? Why a weak squirrel? I'm just trying to think of something. That, what's the opposite of beast? <laughs> That's probably the beast of the of the Vallecas. Are you 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 the little bunny behind the, the desk? The timid bunny at the bus stop. <laughs> Just not even a not even a, a area of the country, just some specific spot. Geographical. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I'm going to give you two reasons why I'm not going near Negredo. Yeah, sure. Number one, the club he plays for. Okay. I still don't know. Like, you, yeah. you can be as good as you want, but if you're not getting chances, sure, you're not going to score. Okay. And I don't know that he's going to get a lot of chances. Sure. No. No. Uh... No, all that's going to be up in the air. Uh, there's no doubt. Number two, he's not. He hasn't proven he can do it in England. And no, that's you've got true. To, you've got to produce. But he also hasn't had a chance yet either. Uh, no. I think we he saw was with Valencia enough. last year and had 25 appearances and only had five goals. Sure, I'm going to go ahead and just say though that he's probably he's he's my pre- early season preseason pick. To win a couple of Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week awards. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. That's bold. Yep. Already putting people's names on that list. That's a, <laughs> that's a curse. Just, Why curse the man? We, we need, need to set a deadline on when we give that award to someone. <laughs> and start. I, It'll be obvious. Yeah. Oh, it'll be sure. obvious in the first couple of weeks. Yep. Someone's going to get hooked with it. Yep. And Negredo might be that guy. Or we could just continue to call it the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player Award. We might have to. I think it's branded. <laughs> There have been a bunch of other signings. Not, not I guess not even a bunch. There have been a few other signings. These are just dudes. Uh, Middlesbrough had another signing. Antonio Barragon. Yeah. Uh, Watford. You want to go in? No, I'm just saying. Barragon, six, six foot one, 29 year old right back from Valencia. Watford, Juan Camilo Zuniga. It's, it's Juan Camilo Zuniga. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Juan. If you, it's Juan. It's uh, if you look at the pronunciation, it's got an X in front. You need of to it. wipe off your microphone. Yeah, sure. Right sorry about that, guys. No, sorry. Uh, and then Liverpool close to signing Ragnar Klavan. Estonia's finest. Yes, he is. Captain of their national team. Yes. What's his nickname in Estonia? He doesn't need one. His name's Ragnar. His name is Ragnar. Uh, yeah, I guess Brian. that's you true. Don't need one. Good call. I thought maybe I was. He was going to have some Icelandic descent, but I, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. But he played for Osberg last year in the Bundesliga. Scott, 30 year old defender, six foot one. I thought it was funny that Klopp watched Augsburg play Liverpool in the Europa League, uh, and decided then that he liked him. Stood out to him during those Europa League matches, and now it's translated into a, a signing. In the, uh, for, for you never play. know when you're going to be getting looked at as you're playing. Dave, this uh, as we wrap up these uh, this week list of Premier League signings, I do have to ask, what's Arsenal done recently? Oh man, they've been doing a lot. Have they? Not really. 
<laughs> you know, Scott, as you bring that up, I prepared an Arsenal moment today. I'm really glad to hear that. Let's. Uh, can we get that moment now? Sure. Can okay. there be a lullaby that you play behind this Arsenal moment? Are there gonna, is there going to be a need for string instruments? There will be an accompaniment that is played with this. And uh, you guys will like it. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Dear Arsenal, it's been a while since we have talked. As such good friends, we can take some time off, though we never lose a step. How have you been? I've been good. Having a busy summer. There have been major activity every day. Have you been busy? I hope so. I hope Xhaka and Hakuna Matata aren't the only signings this summer. I mean, Tacoma Asano. I'm sure a player like Iguain or Griezmann or Draxler will be joining the team, right? Surely we won't have another summer of inactivity, right? Make it happen. Mm. Put some heavy hitters in there, Dave. Yeah, you know what's really annoying? Is that somewhere like the Arsenal board, or maybe even the owner, and maybe even Wenger, mm-hmm. they just have like beds of stacks of money. Like they literally are just sleeping on stacks of pounds, rubber banded together so tightly and compactly that it's just bed of money. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're not going to spend it. We're just going to sleep on it. Hmm. That's what's going on. Interesting. And I'm starting to get frustrated. You just want them to shorten the bed a little bit so they can sign Julian Draxler. It's not a lack of money. Maybe you're looking for a fit. I I, I get it. Shaka seems to have been a good signing. Good fit. Uh, Not just a good fit. The perfect fit says per Murtisacker. Yeah. Couldn't have been a better signing, according, which makes makes me think you don't need anyone else. Brian, you know who Per Murtisacker is in the Arsenal locker room, right? He probably, I would guess, he's probably up there with the rest of the locker room dads. He definitely is is Arsenal's locker room. Is it just because he's the tallest? No, 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 no. no. No, no, no. Is he forty? Does he he drive a Dodge Stratus? I was really hoping he wasn't going to be playing every. Is he a man? Every match this year, and right now, he looks to be playing every match. Because there haven't been any defensive center back signings. Let's move on. Because the longer we stay on on this, I'll get upset. All right, understood. Well, it is getting to that point where you're having to make some decisions about important, important things like when is my fantasy soccer league draft going to be? Yeah. And if you haven't already, you really need to decide how are we going to carry out this league? Through what form are we going to do it? We're going to be following several uh, of those prominent forums for you throughout this season, giving you um, everything that you might need on this soccer podcast, trying to be as robust in our analysis of fantasy soccer as possible. We've got several options that we've looked into. Brian J., you just uh, sent us a message saying that as of today... As of moments ago on on Twitter.com... Perfect. PremierLeague.com saying their fantasy site is up 
up and running. Perfect timing. Ready to so go. So you can start looking into that. Uh, that is an auction setup, a salary cap setup. Yep. Uh, ESPN is what we used last year, and we will probably follow a little bit as well this year. Yep. Uh, they, they have a similar setup as, as PremierLeague.com. Fox Sports, Scott, Fox just Sports. started for the first. This is their inaugural fantasy soccer English Premier League season. Also an auction setup. Yep. Uh, there are several uh, draft leagues that are out there as well. Uh, draft Fantasy uh, Football.co.uk is one. Playtaga.com yep. is another. And there are others that we know that are out there. Um, and we've even got uh, an eye towards daily fantasy sports, which is really growing here. Uh, DraftKings being one of the more prominent setups for yep. that. There are plenty of options for you to explore with fantasy soccer. Uh, we are going to explore them with you, and we're going to give you the analysis that you need on them. And one of the things that will be a, a, a addition on our website that we might not get to every week on our podcast is uh, analysis of how we are doing in all these different forms as well. We're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you a draft. We're going to do a, we're going to do a mock draft on our website leading up to the regular, uh, the start of the regular season. So you can see how that should go, and we'll give you our analysis on that. Uh, we're going to obviously be playing auction leagues throughout the season, and that that'll be one uh, primary focus of our podcast. We'll also we'll be get, posting our lineups. You'll see our lineups on the website before we go into the match weekends. Uh, so we're going to give you plenty of content both on the podcast and on the website. And as we get closer, you know, we're less than four weeks out now from the start of the regular season. That's exciting. And as we get closer and closer, we're going to talk more and more about these different forums. So we hope that you are uh, excited and, uh, and thinking about this, that you're ready for the start of the new season. Yeah, I'm excited for, um, for, some, for some drafts. I've been a, a fantasy American footballer for a long time uh, and I've always drafted it's always the highlight of the fantasy season is it the is draft. yeah it's the draft yeah. Uh, it sets you up you can never win your league in the draft but you definitely can lose it oh, man. in my opinion so, um, so that is going to be exciting because as we uh, start exploring that with the Premier League players yeah it's going to be good so uh, a fantasysoccerfc.com that is our website address uh, so you can start to check that out. We're going to be ramping up uh, that information for you to get you ready for the start of the yeah. new season. And that doesn't even, that's not even, uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that we're going to have a two-week preview, a two-week preview of our, uh, of the new season here on our podcast. Yeah. Scott, uh, that is all awesome, and I'm excited for it, mm-hmm. but shut up. But why don't you tell me, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell me about West Bromwich Albion? love to do that, Dave and Brian. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about West Bromwich Albion. The club was formed in 1878. Another old, long history here with this club. Uh, the club was formed, this is straight from the website, there's a lot of I can't make this up moments in West Brom's history. Really? Uh, the club was formed by workers from the Salter's Springworks in West Bromwich in 1878. The following year, they took on the name West Bromwich Strollers after walking to Winsbury to buy a ball. Come on. The year after that, in 1880, they changed it from Strollers to Albion, the name that we know today. Hmm. Not much better than Strollers. <laughs> the badge, the club's badge, is uh, it's a bird on a branch. It's a bird on a tree branch. I don't know if you noticed that. I posted it on our social media, so go check that out on Twitter, at FantasySoccerFC. Uh, it is a, technically, is a song thrush, or a throstle, sitting on a hawthorn branch. Hmm. 
Now, the throstle was chosen because the pub... The, hold on, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The throstle? That's the bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here I don't we make come a throstling I upon the leaves I could go in about ten different directions with this. Yeah. No, that's wassling. Oh, wassle. Throstle. <laughs> throstle Wassle, throstle, tomato, okay. tomato. Just keep Song moving. Thrush. Because I'm going to take this nowhere but downhill. But All continue. Right. Understood. So, the pub in which the team used to change kept a pet thrush in a cage. It's what gave rise to their early nickname, the throstles. And uh, as late as the 30s, they had a caged bird, or throstle, placed next to the touchline during matches. It was believed that it only sang when the club won. Really? Can't make that up. Very superstitious. Can't make that up. This is amazing. So the nickname that they have now that everyone knows primarily is uh, the Baggies. Yeah. Hold on, the Baggies or the Beggies? The Baggies. B-A-G. When the throstle died, they put it in a bag. And oh, so oh, ever since, the from baggies. that time on, they, that was, they were known as the baggies because they were the ones who put a dead bird game. in a bag. What's yeah, sure. funny is the, the, the actual rumors about how the name started are no better than that one. Okay, okay. Let's, hear, let's hear the real <laughs> Mine is fake. I don't know if you could tell that. That's, it's, you can't tell after you hear these. Oh. So um, one suggestion is that it was their rivals, Aston Villa, who... Uh, Prompted who who used that term in a derogatory manner. They have a rival. <laughs> well, they have a couple. Villa had a rival. <laughs> Villa was they were huge back in the early 2000s. I know, I know, I know. Not the early 2000s, unfortunately. If you can consider now the early 2000s, but uh, yes. Yeah, so it's believed that it was used in a derogatory manner by their rival fans, and then just kind of stuck, and they adopted it as their own name. But it's believed that the Villa fans maybe used that as a nickname because of the large, baggy trousers that many Albion fans wore at work to protect themselves from molten iron in the factories and foundries of the black country, which is that area okay. of, of the country. Okay, all right. So representing the working, yeah. the working oh, factory for worker. Sure. For sure, Because you never want to go to work, Brian, without your baggies on. I definitely not, and I definitely would rather be known for that and my hard work and molten steel, what, what, yes. what was the metal? Iron. Mol- iron. I, yeah, I guess it's still part of, part of iron. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that's, that's just one one possibility. Another one is that maybe it comes from the bag men, the men who took the cash money from the match that was collected and walked it over to the cash office on the halfway line. That's another possibility. Hmm. Other theories relate to the baggy shorts that were worn during those. So we don't truly years. know. These are just we do not theories. know. These are all possibilities. So it actually could be. It could they, be Brian's They could. Theory. They could have put a dead bird in a bag, and everyone thought that yeah, was weird. Could easily the be the case. Uh, there are two mascots for the club. They've adopted this baggy name as, as their own now. Baggy Bird is one, and Albie is the other. So those are two hmm. mascots. Uh, their biggest rivals are Villa and Wolverhampton neither of which are going to be in the Premier League next year. The match with uh, Wolves is known as the Black Country Derby. Oh. Very good name. That's a good name. That the Black Country name. Derby. Yeah, sure. Uh, West Brom has trophies in their history. Uh, five FA Cups, one League Cup, and one uh, First Division title, uh, but nothing since the 60s. Hmm. Which leads me into my limerick. Now, yeah. I can't stand West Brom matches. Like, I feel like 
sometimes I feel like I need to be paid to watch West Brom play. Yeah. They're not the most entertaining match. Mm-hmm. We talked about Bournemouth. They're fun to watch. You know, obviously all of our favorite clubs are fun to watch. West Brom. If you like nil-nil, yes. one-nil, <laughs> right. or one-one, but I'm not sure which one of those three you're going to get, you will love West Bromwich right. Albion. And a lot of it has to do with the tactics of their manager, Tony Pulis. He is a manager you bring in, not to be flashy, but to stay in the league. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what he's been able to do with West Brom these last few years. Uh, so they're not fun to watch at all. That's why I waited so long to do a club history on them. Sure, sure. But I do have a limerick about them, if I could go ahead and read that. Let's story. hear it. Yeah. Let's do it. Something needs to happen to get this club scoring. Don't leave it to Tony Pulis to get the crowd roaring. <laughs> they play in the country black with a baggie holding a money sack. West Bromwich Albion is so boring. <laughs> Eat it, West Brom. Wow. That it couldn't have been more perfect, I think, for the, not even for not the even baggy melted iron shorts are gonna save you from that burn. <laughs> that I feel like maybe we need to have a throstle sing that. <laughs> Or a thrash, thrush. I don't know. I heard about four birds in there that I've never heard before. If I were running their like game day, uh, their any fun yeah, sure. event thing, I would want to do a, a, a various bags of different kinds and highlight the different kinds of bags that there are. My brown, mascot, like like brown bags, like sack and satchel plastic. would be my two. Sack would be my two mascots. Yeah. Sack and satchel. <laughs> I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing uh, lots of burlap as yeah. mascot costumes. What other kind of bags are there? I like that, Brian. No good can come from this continuing any further, Dave. Well, listen, we uh, are having this is as part of the summer series. We're going to have a little bit shorter shows. That's Today right. happens to be one of them. Come we on, got, Premier League, get some rest. action so we can have something to talk about. That's right, Arsenal. <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, listen. We are out there on social media and multiple platforms. Check our website out; it's getting better and better every day. We're having blogs and input and predictions, so check that out. Uh, always follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Soccer FC and on Facebook Fantasy Soccer FC. And we will continue to uh, to do this every week. So yeah, we will. Uh, this is uh, this is what, <laughs> this is what it is. Goes Laton. Oh no man, Brian, way. it's almost Z time. I know. Oh man, that might be something. Scott, you Scott, listen. If if you guys out there in listener land could understand how much Scott loves Zlatan, I'm telling you, it is just unfathomable, Brian. Let's go, John Stones. Oh yeah. Anyone who's heard this show knows that's not true. All right, listen, we are done for today. So uh, we will be back next week, I think, or maybe the week after. Uh, Until next time.